Hello, and welcome to the FM Podcast. I'm Jen Fritz, and I run Fritz Media, a music publicity and digital marketing firm located in Vancouver, Canada. And this is episode number 48 of the podcast. So the topic of this week's show is keeping a positive mindset. And joining me on the show is Vancouver musician and all-around positive person, Bo Wheeler. Now, Bo and I had a great conversation about how hard it can be to stay positive as an artist in the music industry and how music helps them to overcome struggles in their life. It was a really great talk, and I hope you enjoy it. Here's my conversation with Bo Wheeler. Well, hello, Bo. How are you doing today? Hey, Jen. So good. Very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you. It's an honor to have you be a part of the podcast. I, I love it. And I should mention that Fritz Media is currently working with you on a project promoting your latest single, Flying Colors, which is the title track from your new album, which just came out on June 2nd. Very exciting. <laughs> very exciting. Very exciting. The honor is mine. I've been wanting to, you've, you've been on my mind for many years to work with, and I am so thrilled to be able to be a part of something with you. You're, you're such a rock star. Aww, and it's, thank you. It's just amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> um, well, before we kind of get to like the new music, as you mentioned, yeah, like we talked a long time ago and you've been in the music industry for, for quite some time. Yeah. Before we get to all that, let's go back to the beginning. How did you get your start? in music. How did it all start? <laughs> How did it all begin? I come from a musical family. My grandpa played piano with Nat King Cole, Sammy Davis Jr., Lena Horne, stuff like that. So my mom is my mom and her sisters were fantastic singers. My mom wanted to be a singer, but her she wasn't encouraged to follow that path by my grandfather because it was real like the 50s and 60s jazz clubs were 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 a rough and tumble scene back then mm -hmm. so she wasn't encouraged to become a professional musician but she has a like a pro quality ear and i grew up with just she sang with us uh you know she used to drive around in her muscle 70s muscle car she's only <laughs> five feet tall looking through the steering wheel she had a pillow behind her pillow underneath she's still looking through the steering wheel singing songs we just like crank the tunes and my sister and I would just like you know in the back seat with no seat belts because it's, it's the 80s <laughs> at singing at the top of our lungs we just always sang and for me I just was just attracted to all things musical my grandfather died before any of my cousins and I came on the scene but my my grandmother remarried and he my grandfather through my life had like like a rumpus room that had like a Hammond organ and a drum kit and like all this musical stuff. And I just, I would always get in trouble. I was always yeah. <laughs> on the drum kit and like, just like uh, that's, so it's just from the beginning, we, we just always had music around and music in the kitchen. And, oh, yeah. that's nice. Just what a nice family. supportive environment to, to grow up in. So I guess when you wanted to like yeah. pursue a career in music, your family was not like, what the hell are you doing? Or, or were they? Well, <laughs> I had, I actually had something that I think was kind of difficult going along, but a gift in the end. Like I had one parent who was like, you should, you know, I'd really love it if you were a doctor. And the other yeah. one, <laughs> and the other one that was like, uh, you know, I went all, I tried my best to be a doctor. I was in the sciences. And then my mom was just like, you're so unhappy. Just go to music school. Like, this is ridiculous. 
<laughs> just, yeah, this yeah, isn't this it, is man. It. And that sounds very privileged, and I, and it was, it was. I was very, I was very lucky to have support. My mom was, a, is, still is a huge support of mine. But I think it's really great for an artist to have something to rebel against mm. and support. So I think it's, it's, it keeps you um, fired up, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it. Yeah, I think in the, you know, when I was younger, uh, I was just a little weirdo. And in my family, even it was just like, oh, I, I was, you know, it takes a long time to develop into an artist. You know, you're, you still have to work against a lot of pushback mm. and nerves and all of those kinds of things. And, um, but I think that like, yeah, I just, it's just something that I love so much. I couldn't oh, keep my hands off of it. That's nice. Well, I mean, that's generally, you have to kind <laughs> yeah. of why people work in music or I mean pursue a career in music is just because they love it so much you have to love it I think to to continue (laughs) which kind of brings us to the topic for for this week's show (laughs) which uh, (laughs) which is keeping a positive mindset in this crazy business of music and I really wanted to talk to you about this just because uh, you are like really one of the most positive people that I have ever met oh. in in the music business, oh. and like just in general, you're just a very positive. You have a very positive vibe oh, <laughs> to you, which that really I means I a very lot much enjoy. From, that means a lot coming from you, Jen. Aw, oh, thank you. No, I just um, I just feel really grateful. I I sorry, I cut you off on your your question though. What was your question? No, it's okay. You- <laughs> No, you can you can say whatever you want, man. Yeah, I just feel really, really grateful to be able to 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 be doing music. You know, like it's it's a thing that you have to continually choose Mm. to do uh, all through your life. You have to choose it because you know it it it's it has its difficulties, but it also there are things that are much more difficult than this. Uh, It's also real privilege perspective, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is good to, to keep perspective. That's kind of one of one of the tips for keeping a, a positive mindset. I I wonder though. Like, I guess let's go back to like the question I was I was going to ask. I mean, meeting people that are positive in this in this industry is can be rare because I know it's an industry that keeps people down. I'm I'm wondering just like outside of music, have you always sort of had this disposition? in yourself? Like, have you always just sort of been a like glass half full sort of person? Or is it just something that you became like, you just, I think decided. I think it's something (laughs) that it was modeled. I saw it in my, my mom, like, um, but also it's a, I think it's a choice. Mm. I think sometimes people meet me and they think I'm a bit of like a goof or a nerd or whatever. And, but really I've had a lot of challenges in my life that have been real challenges. Yeah. And I think that like, I just, I just think that like, it's a choice basically to, to be happy. Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, it's, it's, you have to, you have to dream things in order for them to, to come to fruition. Like you have to believe you can do something mm-hmm. in order for it to happen. It's just kind of like, I find I, you know, I work with a lot of youth with music. And like, if you want to, if it's, it's the same in music, like if you want to blow away the first row in a stadium, you have to bust through the back wall. Mm. If you want to break a board in karate, I don't know anything about martial arts, but basically you have to look through the board. You can't look at it. You have to, you have to push your energy way past what you think needs to be done in order to do something. And, and I think that like, I had a background in like, 
sports and stuff like that. And I think it really helped me going along. I mean, it was tough for me because I was a little kid in the 80s, grow up like, you know, female assigned at birth, and I was on all the boys teams. So it was all there was always pushback for me. So I was right. I basically yeah. just couldn't be anybody else. <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't have a choice. And I just had to cheer my own self on. So I guess that's where it comes from. No, yeah. that that makes that makes a whole lot of sense, actually. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. I mean, I've been a runner my whole life. And I think that uh, a lot of um, my drive and belief in self comes from that just because I'm very goal setting and goal oriented in that way and belief that you can do something. And once you do it, you're like, Oh, I did do that. That's pretty awesome <laughs> that I did that. Right. Uh, so and you have you have Oh, my gosh, like I said earlier, you I've, I've admired your work in this industry for for a very, very long time. And not very, you not very many people like hang on as long as we have. No, it's true. And, uh, it's <laughs> It's true. And it becomes a small community. And those people are all real special people. Like I just, it's really nice to have those people count them as friends. Aww, that's nice. And you're being so yeah. nice to me, Bo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now you, you said that your, your new single flying colors, which is the title track from the new album is a, is a comeback song. And you wrote it about like going through your, your treatment for cancer and, you know, thinking about when you could play music again. Wondering if you can maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I w- I I went through uh, like two years of treatment when I was considered quite young. You know, my late my mid mid to late thirties. Mm-hmm. I I just I I have always 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 written like from when I was like thirteen years old. I have written songs consistently. I've all, books and books of songwriting from the very beginning. I've every single song that I've ever written and I never have stopped. I've always performed. Yeah. I've always found a way and I had to take a, I had to take a, a break from, from performing while, cause I did two years of treatment. So I was staying at my mom's house and I basically just had a ukulele in her bed. And I just was like, this song <laughs> was just like, the gift of cancer is that it really, all the people that I talk to, they're like, yeah, you're going to go back to your normal life. You're going to be fine. But the thing is, is that um, it does change you. It makes you really, really appreciate life as you go forward. And that's something that you don't lose. And I think that I was dreaming of a time where I could be back out there with, with all my friends mm. playing music yeah. and amongst the people that love music at shows and like all of that. And I was just dreaming. I was, I, that was the one thing where I was like, if I get a chance to like get through all this crap, that's what I want to have a time in my life that I can do and enjoy. And so it, it basically also was like, it was just a comeback song for me. It was just for me to cheer my own self on. And then I started playing it once I started coming back and, and, and playing again. And it seemed to really resonate with people now that it's it's being um, released in the time after the pandemic. It's just like really hitting, striking a chord with people because it's something that everyone kind of needs right now. And I yeah. think that like even people, people that are even not music isn't part of their life. I think there's something really powerfully positive about music that can connect people right away. Yeah. And really after the pandemic, everybody feels a little jostled, a little frayed, a little, a little disconnected from all of those just 
fun mm. people that you don't see all the time. And it really, it's like summer camp. It can bring you together in like, yes. in, in moments. Mm. And, and I'm noticing this song is doing that. Yeah. And also it's, it's super gay. Which it's, we love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which we love. <laughs> yeah. It's also about, it's also about just not, you know, during the pandemic, I came out as trans because I, I was, you know, I was living alone and I realized I'm sitting by myself worrying about what other people think about me. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, why am I doing that? <laughs> so it, there's a part in that song that talks about you know, breaking through glass ceilings yes. and just being yourself. Yeah, which can be hard to do. And it is a very big, powerful decision to make, but you have to live your truth, yeah. right? So you do. Yeah, you do. So, you know, creating music and and promoting it and just all of it, everything that comes with, you know, right from the start, you know, making the music to promoting it, all of that can be very stressful for musicians. Like any creative industry, there's more people that are probably struggling to survive than those that are like at the top, you know, not everyone's Beyonce, right? Mm -hmm. So it can be very, very hard to, to stay positive, you know, just faced with that, like to continue mm -hmm. making music, to continue writing songs. Do you have any suggestions on, on, you know, how to get through that so, you know, that you are able to continue to, to create and, and to tour and perform all of it? Absolutely. I think that like, I really think that it's an artist's job to keep themselves inspired and to play. Mm. So I think I believe in working really, really hard. But as an artist, you have to be enjoying your music, you have to be inspired by your music. Otherwise, how is it going to inspire anybody else? It's just not Yeah, you you, <laughs> you have to constantly, constantly be on like, on the lookout for new books, film, music, anything, experiences in life that are going to inspire you and keep you lit up. Mm -hmm. Because it can't come as it's not an external thing it comes from yourself. And you have to light your own fire, I think. And the fun thing is, is if you love it, it's just doing more stuff that you love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you do, if you, if you, I feel like, you know, it's all Nina Simone said, it was like, an artist's job to mirror back the culture to itself. And it's generally the people that don't really fit in that have this particular perspective that's an, kind of an outsider's perspective, an other perspective. And sometimes that, I think the things that can make life difficult can really be your superpower in music. Yeah. And it's seeing it that way. It's seeing it that like, okay, these challenges, maybe I'm not fitting in, maybe I'm not, maybe in life, these things aren't going all that great for me. But when, whenever, it, whenever I have, like, if you play music, you have this incredible gift to be able to turn, I don't know if we're allowed to swear on this podcast, but basically, you can swear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> her, songwriting to me is turning shit into gold. Yeah. Basically, it is a like a type of alchemy that turns a horrid experience and it's something beautiful that may make somebody else out there feel like they're not alone. Yeah, I, I do think that that's the power of art in general. And I mean, in my life, the thing that my entry point when I was younger was was books and music and just, you know, a curiosity for the world and also for other people's experiences other than my own, right? I think that, you know, in general, having you have to have that curiousness just mm -hmm. about everything, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. 
I mean, when you, he- I think when people hear music and you hear a line that is something that you thought yourself and you are like, oh my God, <laughs> especially when you're younger, that can be so powerful. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're just like, oh my God, I'm not alone. <laughs> and then like to be in a room full of people that feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful mm-hmm. experience for sure. I agree. Especially when you're young and also when you're older, because people get out of the practice I was just sitting on a bench yesterday hearing somebody go go by and he said, oh yeah, back in the 60s, every year was different. Songs were different every year. They're still like that. It's just that you have to put the effort into following new music it's in this true. time period as well and not just rely on the nostalgia of stuff that you listen to when you were younger. No, again, but again, that comes with a, a curious a curiosity, I guess, too. Totally. totally. Yeah. And there's just like so much. I think people just feel I can't keep up, but uh, you know. But it's like, well, you can't. You also can't keep listening to Pearl Jam, right? <laughs> so maybe <laughs> let's let's <laughs> let's find something new here, guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> something that I like to you know to tell artists that are feeling maybe a little bit defeated is to make sure to to celebrate your wins, no matter how small. Because I think that in a world of, of social media, we tend to compare where we're at uh, with everybody else. And it's important to remember, you know, that your journey is different from everybody else's. Uh, do you have any tips for musicians that may be feeling like they're, they're not getting anywhere and maybe, maybe want to pack it in, you know, any, maybe, maybe any sage words of wisdom like mine? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I think you're sa- your, your words of wisdom are, are very sage. Like, I think a while ago I felt, you know, he, it depends on the climate of the music scene that you're in. Sometimes like I've found myself in fairly competitive music scenes and I can, I have a tendency to, I can be a competitive person, but I realized after a long period of time that like we truly are running all of our own races because Mm -hmm. you, you can see it. Even if one person sings the same song twice, it's impossible to sing a song the way anybody else ever did. This is what the British invasion was. It was little white guys from Europe, Europe trying to sing as well as little Richard, yeah. which basically nobody can. No, Nobody can sing like a black queer man from the 1950s who's out no. and proud. No, <laughs> not going to happen. My <laughs> nobody ever has. <laughs> nobody ever has. And it's, it's the cool thing about that is, is that you never have to worry that someone can take your place mm. because Everyone has a completely unique voice. Your your voice is actually made out up of its own fingerprint of sine waves. That's why we can recognize each other's voices on the phone. It's impossible to do something like somebody else. So you're always running your own race. And you do always just have, you get to a point, for me, I got to a point where I was like, wow, the things that I know how to do now are, they're unique to me and I've had lifelong goals to get there. And now I feel like, I may be the only, I mean, I just, it, sounds a little, it sounds a little bit arrogant, but I mean, 
you do get to the place where you've, you know your own path and your own vision and whether you're achieving what you would like to be achieving or not. And when you get to the place where like nobody even really like gets what you're doing anymore, it's not like this is cerebral music or anything like that, but like you have your own personal unique experience and only you know that you've achieved something. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you just have to, you do, you have to celebrate those things and they are amazing and things flow from those. When you do stuff that you really love and you're really happy about them, like this record, now I'm working with you. Yay. It's because I feel the most amazing about this record. Well, yeah. That, the most special record that I've ever made. Well, it's it's an incredible record. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> maybe just like wrapping things up a little bit, let's talk about your music. Let's talk about this record. You just released a new album, Flying Colors, and you were also just out on tour how are things going with the whole album rollout so far? Incredible, incredible. It's been absolutely dreamy. Maybe the maybe one of the best times in my life. I went on tour all through rural BC and Alberta, um, talking about what I like to call transiness to the elderly and <laughs> and and uh, small town populations. And I had a very warm response. I wondered about whether I would talk about those things, but uh, before I went. I was like, this is what my music is about. Uh, this is who I am. And if they saw my picture, they're going to know that this is who's coming. So I'm just going to be myself. And I was incredibly, incredibly warmly uh, surprised to be, um, you know, I think if you watch the news a lot, it makes you think that everybody out there is divided. Mm -hmm. But I really don't, I didn't, that wasn't my experience. And I think that there are most mostly people are just kind mm -hmm. and i think that there's some things about transness that like just need to be explained in simple terms to people that it's just really about a vernacular that allows people to treat people that don't fall into two categories with kindly and with respect yeah. instead of making a joke out of them that's all it is no, it's true. not about religion not about anything else it's very true yeah i mean <laughs> i tell myself that all all the time that you know the 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 people that are the loudest are not the majority mm -hmm. and yeah people are mostly mostly kind and maybe just not educated or like if you're talking to old people they're <laughs> i'm sure they were like what <laughs> well i kind of was like i was like what am i going to say here and what's re what's relatable about this and i thought well you know i can i can say what my experience was I worked with queer youth for a long time, my favorite thing to do. And at the time, I was not out as trans and didn't really know much about pronouns and stuff like that. And there was a lot of youth that were like, hey, can you use these pronouns? And I was like, well, this is just bad grammar. I don't know if I can do this. And then, <laughs> and then I realized like, oh, I really love these kids. And if this is going to make them feel loved by me, I'm going to freaking do it. Like, I'm, if this is going to make them feel good about themselves, I'm going to do that. And then I realized this applies, this applies to me. Yeah. And like, I, I wish I had this growing up. And then, then I started to realize like on this, on this tour, the way I tried to describe it to people was like, you know what? Nature versus nurture. You could take care of kids and you could do your best to assert some sort of will upon them, but they have their own personalities and some little female assigned at birth people like to ride skateboards or you know play baseball and some little male assigned at birth creatures like to bake they like to do stuff like that it's just about being respectful to those people and not making them feel bad about who they are yeah and that's all it is yeah it's not about god no it is not about god <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, it's just about being kind to every kind of person. That's all it is. Yeah. Especially when it, I'm often like, it, this doesn't affect your life in any way. Mm-hmm. So if this other person is happy living their truth, then what, like, how does that affect you? I don't know. And no. it's a beautiful time. It's a very difficult time we're living through, but it's also a really beautiful time. I think that this next time, this next couple of years is going to be incredible for the arts. I think there's going to be such a flowering of the arts right now. I really I'm hope so. I'm very excited to see what goes on. I want to believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! We got this, Jen. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I am tired of the transphobes and the homophobes. They can fuck right off, let me tell you. All right, so now is probably a really good time to, to head on over to our fresh content segment. Uh, every week on the show, we discuss our favorite piece of music content for the week, and we always like to start with the guest. So, Bo, oh, what do you got? Okay. Well, I got a couple of things. I, I'm a big fan of Charlotte Cornfield. I don't know if you know of her. Uh, she's I a, do. Of course you do. The song off her new album that I really like is Cut and Dry. I, I've been a fan of hers. I heard uh, that song she wrote, Andrew, on CBC while I was making spaghetti one night. It made me cry. And I was like, who the hell is this? She's, <laughs> she's amazing. Love that. And uh, yeah, so I really love that. I'm all, I also, for like a more like well-known artist i really love the new boy genius uh album i like emily i'm sorry i love that song oh i like i like that record too yeah yeah it's so good (laughs) yeah so i think i think that lots of people know about that but if you don't definitely give it a listen because i i think that all three songwriters in that project are identify as queer I could be wrong on that, but... Um, yes, that is true. Yeah, and uh, there's just this explosion of queer music right now that has always been there, but now is being supported in a new way that's really, really inspiring. And uh, so have a listen. Yeah, listen, you guys. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, <laughs> come on. What about you, Jen? What are you into? Well, let me tell you, my fresh content for the week is British rapper Lil, Little Sims. I don't know if you know her, but uh, she just released a video for her single Gorilla, which is one of my favorite songs from last year. I was just obsessed with it. I love it. And the video just came out this week and it is just, you know, one of just eye candy. Uh, I can't remember the the person that directed it, um, but uh, which is probably bad, but whatever. Go watch it. It's on the YouTubes. Amazing. Okay, I'm going to check that <laughs> so out. For sure. You can look yeah. it up. Awesome. And I'll put a link to that and to Bo's fresh contents in the show notes for everybody so you can enjoy it. And I guess that's that's about it. That's it. We're done. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Jen. You're such a pillar in the Vancouver music scene, Canadian music scene worldwide music scene i'm i'm so honored to be here and to be to have the opportunity to work with you oh thank you you really like just pump, pumped me up today and i really appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you want to you want to plug before we go i am singing with queer as funk to open vancouver pride on october uh, August 4th the Commodore Ballroom I'm very excited about that I'm going to sing a couple of songs with them mm-hmm. and yeah I'm playing a bunch of folk festivals come out and see me basically just um, the best thing you can do is just come and introduce yourself to me I love meeting people anyone who's like lo- uh, you know into any of my music or anything or even if you abhor it come and say hi to me <laughs> hey, hey Bo I hate your music how are you I can take it. <laughs> See? That's because you keep a positive mindset. That's why. <laughs> I think it's working. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Have a good so rest of your day. Again. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Well, that was such a great talk. I really hope you liked it. And thanks again to Bo for coming on the show. Thanks so much for listening to the FM podcast. If you like the show, please tell your friends and give us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the show. And as always, we'd appreciate it. The FM podcast is produced by Fritz Media with production assistance from Carla J. If you want to learn more about Fritz Media, just head over to our website at fritzmedia.ca. And if you want to learn more about the podcast, go to thefmpodcast.com. And as always, a big thank you to Said the Whale for providing the theme music for the show. Okay, so we're going to go out with our song of the week this week, which is, of course, from Bo Wheeler. This is the title track from their new album, Here's Flying Colors.
can't see it in your mind Watch me through the darkness Cause I'm gonna shine Bye! I'll see you next Tuesday!